0: Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 142 Half Year Review. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well hello there, wherever you are in the world, you are very welcome. Thank you for allowing me into your lives. And it's been quite a week. Now I always say that. I know you're saying Do you always say that, Christine. <laughs> but with the solar eclipse on the 10th, and then the conjunction between Saturn and Uranus on the 14th, and the upcoming solstice on the 20-21st of June, whew, lots are going on. And you may have felt it. I know that myself and many others were very affected by that solar eclipse on the 10th. I certainly felt very tired. I felt I had indigestion. I couldn't eat as I usually do. And I found that when I put the message out into Facebook, many people had had the same experience. It was a very powerful solar eclipse. It was a very powerful new moon. Lots of energy coming in. And and I think that had a lot to do with the Piscean energy out there, the Gemini energy out there. Were you affected? Are you still recovering? Many people felt they were just knocked off their center, knocked ungrounded, unrooted. And we're getting back on track. But then along came that square between Saturn and Uranus. And this was the second of those transits. So the first one happened in February, and the last one will happen on December the 24th. But the middle of any set of transits is when what we say is a, a planet is going retrograde. So it's, it's almost as my husband always likes to say, as if a, a lorry or a van or a truck is backing up on you, it's going beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so it's almost like whatever the message is on that second transit, is always more in-depth, more profound, uh, more effective (laughs) to bring about change. So did you feel it? I certainly know that it was around again for probably a week before the 14th. So during the same time as that solar eclipse. And what was it about? Well, Saturn is in Aquarius, as I have shared with you many times, and on the higher level of Saturn in Aquarius, this means community building, people making choices, which are responsible choices, everybody being respected for their opinions, everybody stepping up and being accountable for those opinions and for those decisions. That's that higher level of Saturn in Aquarius. Aquarius is about technology, so using technology, using the media, social media, using different forms of activity that, brings us together synthesizes information so we're bringing in information now about ets ufos etc we know we have 5g out there for whatever we may think about that but more and more understanding of our placement in the universe in the cosmos that's saturn in aquarius where do we all connect in that way now the lower level of saturn in aquarius is actually restrictions So saturn can be foundations and building but it can also be restrictions limitations so what we also saw saturn in aquarius is limitations in technology limitations in communication limitations of listening to everybody's opinion so this is the downside of saturn in aquarius almost a detachment from anybody else's opinion Aquarius can be very detached, can be very uh, almost superior, or arrogant, saying, well, actually, everybody else's uh, understanding of situations doesn't matter. Aquarians are very much about being understood. And so what we know is there is so much going on that is not reaching mainstream. There's so much going on that is not reaching us and being able to make wise decisions from that place it's almost as if someone is giving us what they believe is best for us and this is saturn can be the authority figure so an authoritarian energy saying we will provide you with the information that you need and the technology you need to make your decisions on a limited basis so (laughs) like you can choose which radio station or television station or Netflix station, but we're actually gonna limit the input into those stations because we're doing this for your good. So Saturn can be very paternal. And when Saturn, where everybody has Saturn in their chart and what it's about is taking back our authority. So wherever your Saturn is in your chart is, what is the authority you're taking back? My Saturn is in Scorpio, so I'm taking that authority for deep feelings, for transformation, for even for crisis. So I bring towards myself opportunities for change, which may occur through chaos and crisis, which is very scorpionic. But I'm not saying I'm a victim to that. It's my, it's my decision to bring about change. So whatever it is that's going on in your life, it's a really good time to just really focus on where is your Saturn and what you want to do with it. And I would say that between now and that December date, December 24th, this is going to be about authority. This is going to be about taking responsibility, being accountable, those words I've already used. And it sounds like, oh, I'm going to be authoritarian. No, it's not about authority over. It's empowering ourselves allowing ourselves to make choices and as i say not being a victim to those choices so what is it that you are bringing into your life at this time and the other part of that square that i was talking about is uranus in taurus uranus is about new unconventional ways revolutionary ways of working within taurian structures taurus money nature the body they're the main feature, security. So unusual ways of working with the body, with the land, with the food we eat, uh, how we look at money. And men. you may look out there and say, oh, yes, it's all about the bitcoins and it's about new technologies for the land. How do we make it more fruitful and for the body? But I don't think any of us need to go too far to think, yes, but we must not let biotechnology influence our natural rhythms. In fact, Taurus is all about nature, rhythms, tuning in to who we are. So we need to make sure the balance of this is in correct situations where the body is being considered as a wise being, the earth is a wise being, a conscious being. This isn't just ploughing over anybody else's ideas or not listening to our body, not listening to the earth, not listening, as we spoke about last time, about abundance. Now, Uranus can also be suddenness, sudden change in finance, sudden change in nature, sudden changes in the body. So again, maybe we want to look at some of the unexpected things that have happened over the last few years since uranus went into taurus in 2018 we all know that there's been dramatic changes but uranus stays in a sign for seven years so we're really saying okay don't don't say hi it's all over now this is really to say 2018 to 2025 make sure you're ready for the unexpected yes we've seen more earthquakes and more volcanoes maybe we're going to see upsets in the financial markets We've certainly seen upsets within our body, within our sense of security, because Uranus like, excuse me, Taurus like security. So Uranus in Taurus is like unexpected disruptions to your security. Whether you've got a job, where are you going to live? What income have you got? All of these things have been shaken up. And I'm saying all of this because I want us to look back. This is the solstice invites us to go back. It says, okay, whether you're in the summer solstice, as I am here in the Northern Hemisphere or in the wind, coming up to the winter solstice, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, look back over this last six months. And in fact, as you may know, back in the last solstice, I'll call it the winter solstice in December for myself, there was this huge conjunction between Jupiter and Saturn, this coming together of new energy in Aquarius. So what's happened? What's changed in your life in these last six months? And how is that change going to be continued or not? Is there are there things you're saying, well, I did this for the last six months, not gonna do that again. How have you grown your energy how have you, if I'm going to just talk about a summer solstice, is coming into the awakening from the winter into the summer now? Because the summer solstice is all about fruition, celebration. The Literally, the sun is at its highest zenith here in the, in the northern hemisphere. So how are you shining at this time? What are you celebrating? And what you're celebrating may be a project you've completed a book you've written uh, the celebration of a marriage or a relationship or the birth of a baby but it may also be celebrating how you've let go of some things how you've disconnected yourself from certain things and it doesn't have to have been an easy journey you may have faced some things that you didn't know needed facing i certainly. had the courage to speak out to certain relationships and friendships and really say where are we going and they've become stronger because of that so i i didn't run away i come i actually confronted what i felt was a drifting relationship that it needed to be firmed up in one way or other i've given forgiveness in places that i didn't realize i was still holding on to old grudges i've let go of stories I've let go of some work that I felt it's essential that I do or essential that I keep in touch with that type of work. I've said, actually, I think I'm finished. So, this helps us in that summer solstice to do that. And I haven't forgotten Uranus in Taurus. I'm going to come back to this. But our summer solstice, if I may say, speaking about it from us in the Northern Hemisphere, is this time of celebration. It's this It's the same almost as an ovulation time. And why I say that, it isn't so much that it's complete. It's literally you have, do you remember we talked about, you've taken that tiny seed that we saw in Aries when we were back in those days. We planted our seed and we nurtured our seed. And then we strengthened our seed. And then we had to face ourselves. And this is a stage which I don't want to confuse you with your, my metaphors, but it's a stage where as we're growing, as our little soul is growing and growing, there's a time where we have to say, "What? What? who am I? Who am I growing into? And you might say, well, that's simple because I planted my seed and now my seed is going to grow into a rose bush. But sometimes, even as we grow, we need to be reflective of which direction are we going in that actually doesn't serve us on a soul level it's very easy to get caught up in well i just want to head towards the sun and i want to shine sometimes as you might know even with your rose bushes sometimes some buds will mature and some won't some will be eaten by the aphids and some will just move all through that So at that point that we're coming to in this summer solstice, it's a good point also to say is, who did I meet along the way? What parts of me did I meet? What parts of my personality did I meet? And I have had to say, you know, yes, I can do this, but I don't know if I still want to. Remember, just because you're good at doing something, it doesn't mean you should keep doing it. Or what parts of you did you meet? And you didn't really want to acknowledge, but actually, unless you acknowledge them, you couldn't be whole. You couldn't reach this zenith of the sun shining in the sky. You know, I I meet my workaholic quite often. and And I mentioned, I believe, last time how I can get caught up in other people's needs, thinking that you need something from me. And not only do you need it, your needs are more important than mine. And when I take that time out that I talked about last time, I get things back into balance and saying, yes, I enjoy my work and I enjoy sharing, but it is not more important than my own process, my own need for nurturing, my own need for pleasure. So what did I learn? I learned that I needed to take time out. I learned that I'm not that important. Oh my goodness, how can I say that? Of course I'm that important. I learned that actually the most important thing I can do is to stay in touch with my own path, even though that may lead me away from what I've been doing before, or it may lead me into a place that nobody else is even fo- interested to see what I'm up to. I was going to use the word follow. You know, that's been the journey of my life. I don't know if it's been true for you. In numerology, I'm an 11. I'm a pioneer. So when everybody's doing what I've been doing, I'm always on to the next thing. I'm not that interested in staying in a situation when everybody else is doing it. I love being on the cutting edge of consciousness, of health, of healing. And you don't have to be an 11 to be like me. But you know, that. That's my passion or that's what makes me grow. That's what feeds my soul. It's not staying in a situation when I can do it without thinking. In other words, when I'm bored. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me to stay just to comfort others. It doesn't serve me. And I'm just talking about myself here because I can't, Explain it better than saying, I know when I am no longer in harmony with my soul. Maybe I get bored. Maybe I get tired. Maybe I get too involved with other people's needs. Only you know what feeds your soul, what brings you back home. And what brings me back home and allows me to feel excited is some new venture, the venture that I'm on at the moment with producing my earth mistress videos which i'll tell you more about at another time but you know this is what feeds me whether anybody else is interested and i think that is a real message about intuition would you still do this even if nobody else knew what you were doing because that's a real sign of not following the ego but following your soul so at this time, just before this solstice, it's a great time to say, who have I met within me? Who have I met and said, hey, I recognize your part of me, but I need you to step back, go on a long holiday. What parts of you have you perhaps met in other people, perhaps been in battle with them? I repeat myself often by saying, those things we judge in others or fear that we may exist within us are part of us. So I hear over and over, often on mainstream media, it's about them and us. They, they, we, they, we. And oh, if I could only only earn dollars for just that statement over and over. Because the them is the us and the us is the them. When we separate ourselves into this two-party or two-way being, we've really lost the plot. And what's happening at this time is that we are being driven so much by the solar plexus. You know, solar plexus energy is about personal power. It's about, I'm okay, I like who I am. And that liking who I am is not affected by the need for approval or the fear of criticism. But it is also the place where every religious organization, and I won't talk about the the founders of of those religions, it's the actual organization, the dogmas have stepped in. Those who set up the religions or those leaders of those religions did not have this in mind, I am sure. But those who followed created this system of we are the chosen ones, we are the elite, we are the ones who are going to get to heaven, whatever your message is, and everybody else is damned or going to go to hell or something's going to happen. But there's the we and there's the them. And what that does is create the judgment at the solar plexus, the sense of empowerment. Because if you've ever noticed, you can never get to being actually a we, because you've got to go jump through all these hoops before you're actually a we, even though you're made out to be a we. So, oh, yeah, you are part of this, but, hey, there's this hierarchical ladder that you have to climb that you're never going to reach the top of because actually you're always a them outside the leaders or the elite. That's the game that's played at the solar plexus. How can I steal your power believing that you are never, ever good enough? Listen to me, Virgos. Listen to me if you have Leo energy. And that stealing of power constantly goes on by saying you are either guilty, you're a victim, a martyr. And what has now developed is a new religion. A new religion says you're either with us or against us. And you will never actually be with us, even though you pay into the system, even though you give us praise, you give us approval. And this is how societies have been built for thousands of years, unfortunately. And those who are not in the know always become think they are, and they're not. Those who play away along with the game out of fear or feeling like an outsider are never going to get there. And so at this time, we are building a new religion, and that's so sad because we don't need more solar plexus energy. We don't need more judgment. We need heartfelt energy. We need solar plexus energy quietening down. We need third eye energy, discernment, not judgment, allowing everybody to be a facet of me, Without judgment, but making sure that I choose which facets I wish to express at this time. And when I hear politicians talk about, well, you know the sky is pink, don't you? And everybody goes, well, I want to be with that person, so let's accept that the sky is pink. Or religious leaders, or whoever it is. These mind games are extraordinarily damaging and dangerous. And for any of us, and I will say us and them, (laughs) for any of us who have the mind to see, the eyes to see, the heart to feel, we see the games the puppeteers are playing. We see those who speak out as being shut down. They're not speaking out against something. They just want to be heard. I want people to be heard. And recently, as I've looked back at the last time Uranus was in Taurus, it was 1935 to 1942. And if anybody wants to go back in history and work out what was happening then, I see a repeat happening now. Of course, we could say it was the beginning of fascism. It was the beginning of Nazi rising. It was the beginning of poverty for certain and not for others. It was the beginning of building secure walls around ourselves, but they weren't secure. It was the beginning of the time where we were only fed certain pieces of information. And it was the beginning of the time where we didn't want to see what was going on. It doesn't bother, as long as it's not bothering me, it's fine if it goes on. Turn to deaf Deaf ear and a blind eye. And I'm seeing that happening now. And it concerns me. As long as you're giving me permission to go and have a wedding, as long as you're allowing me to go on holiday, I don't care what's happening to everybody else. I don't care where this virus came from. Who cares that it might have come from a place where we were creating viruses that could kill anybody? Who cares? Let's just carry on. Well, my dear friends, it's not going to happen because we are in this time of transformation. This isn't about a virus. This isn't about a laboratory. It's not about anything except for authority. Let's take back our authority to make choices for ourselves. Let's take back the way in which we take the masks off our eyes. We take the earplugs out of our ears and we allow ourselves to speak and not be like those three monkeys. It's not about blame, it's about seeing clearly what is our future. And I was looking because I felt, when was Jupiter going to join Uranus in Taurus? And the last time it did this was in, is 84 years ago, which was about 1940 to 1941, and it will happen again 2023, 2024. So if you want to think about where we were heading in 1940, 1941, you need to be looking at where we might be heading now. But we can do it differently. We can do it differently because we don't get hooked into that solar plexus energy of looking outside ourselves. We shine the light of this summer sun truly onto what's happening, not just again in blame and but in there are no secrets things need to be revealed and it is a collective us we that are coming together in community now working together with a common unity a common purpose for the common good of our children, great to grandchildren, etc. This cannot be just for the sake of getting outside and being free to have a wedding or being able to go on holiday. The stakes are much higher. And so this is rather a somber note I know that I'm sharing with you today. But it keeps coming back to me how important it is for us not to fall asleep again. This is the great awakening. And in this solstice energy, this is about awakening and not closing the door again. This is taking off the mask, as I say, taking out the earplugs, taking your hand off your mouth. It doesn't have to be that you are needing to shout in the streets, but say, I will no longer live in the darkness of my own life. I am much more and have the ability to not only shine my own light, but to actually allow others to do the same. And with that, I finish to say that if you're free, do join me on a meditation, a masterclass I'm giving to the College of Psychic Studies. So if you're interested, do go to my website and you'll see that in the calendar or go to their website doing this on the 20th of June, this Sunday. But truly, my message is to you now. I send love, I definitely send light, and I let the light shine on every one of us equally, without conditions, and with true joy of who we are as human beings. Until next time, many blessings. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the Archive podcasts on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. You share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of HeartSpeak.